Welcome to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian here with David Manon. Hey, I'm back. You know, um, I've I've had a I've had some comments on our podcast together. It's that fucking bad, huh? You no, know, people like it. People <laughs> like it, but they get your name wrong. They think your name is David Manning. Manning. It's Manning. M A N N E N. Yeah. Well, it was Manning, and then Peyton. Manning lost that last Super Bowl, and I was embarrassed. So I changed the spelling because <laughs> he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I used to wear a Tennessee sweatshirt to work when I was an iron worker. And because of Peyton Manning? Yeah, I told everybody I, I was his cousin. Because that's when he played at Tennessee. We're off to a bad start here. This is a great start. <laughs> <laughs> whoever liked it, whoever hated it before, they're really We might as well it. just start in with the football. Yeah, football. Okay. Yeah, that's going on. Playoffs. Championships. Uh, I I watched a couple games when I was in Puerto Rico. The Giants look good. Yeah, the Giants have just as good a shot as anybody. They yeah, could, they could beat the Eagles and end up making it. Every time they go, they win. So if they make the Super Bowl, bet on them. They all they never they've never lost the Super Bowl. Do you remember what year was that? It was like 2014 or 15 when they played the Patriots and they came from behind and it was Plaxico Burris who caught the ball off yeah. his helmet. Yep, the helmet off catch. the side of his helmet. That was the undefeated New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my one of my favorite Super Bowls. That was a great game. That was a great. What game. year was that? Man, two thousand fourteen. I don't know. I don't know. Anything between really two thousand and now, dude. The I don't whole know. the two thousand tens are like a blur. I have no idea what happened. What what happened in I, the two thousand tens? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I mean. <laughs> Nothing. Like, really, like, from 2013 to 17, I have no recollection of anything that happened. Mm -mm, No. I don't know how you can... You can't really... There's nothing to really distinguish each year. Yeah. A year from another. Like, I guess if you really knew football and memorized it, you could do it by that. But I don't know. And that actually brings up an interesting point because, you know, I watch... As you know, I watch a lot of baseball. And, like... When I was a kid, I used to think, oh, I could be a color guy. Like, I could be, like, a baseball announcer, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really, really hard. These guys have a, just a huge knowledge of baseball. Like, they can remember individual games, the date, the teams that were playing. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. What's cool now is that these guys are also getting information in real time, like how they're they're able to just roll off stats, but they're also constantly like they got a computer in front yep. of them or I wonder how they did that before the computer. I don't know. Like when in the days of Phil Rizzuto. You could just make shit up and nobody would know. You know, you could be like, Yeah, I had I had uh, dinner with Babe Ruth, you know, and nobody would know. You could be you could be lying. Who would know? <laughs> Let's talk about real estate. Okay. We talked about we last time you were on we talked a little bit about real estate. Um, and what we discussed was that there's a lot of people out there who are real estate doomers and think that the market's going to crash. We're going to have another 2008. Like, I got to tell you, like, it's not just Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach has great demographics. There's a lot of people moving here. There's a lot of building. The real estate market is still pretty good, but it's, it's everywhere. I mean, I hear from people all over the country that like, you know, things have slowed down a bit, but like you haven't seen big drops in prices. Like it's actually pretty normal. Yeah. Actually, I was looking at a chart 
last night about with the the local MLS. The average prices are kind of back to almost where they were at the all all time high. You know, it went. You know, it dipped. Mm-hmm. It dipped about. 30 40 grand and then now they're kind of back up. The average price is like 360 370. Well, you know, interest rates have come down from 7% to 6%. Yeah. And they're going to go down more. Like yeah. that's my view. They're going to go I think you're going to get mortgage rates 5 and a half, 5 and a quarter. I think that's coming back. You think it'd be a good time to get an arm loan? Uh I have one for my new house. Yeah. Um but 3 3 year, 5 year, 1 year. It's what? a 10 year. Oh when does it adjust? In ten years. Oh, just oh, in ten years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's four and a quarter. So it's fixed at four and a quarter for ten years, and then it floats. Well, you'll. you'll have I'll have it paid, paid off, off by paid then. Off by then. Yeah. 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 Good luck getting the four and a quarter now. That'd be that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually looking for a mortgage. You know anybody that's got one? <laughs> Go to the mortgage <laughs> store. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have a little bit of... Go to I'm, the mortgage store. Uh, sorry, mortgage. sir, we're all out of mortgages here. <laughs> we have no more mortgages. <laughs> well, what are, you, what are you looking for a mortgage for? Well, basically what we owe on this house we sold is about what we're going to owe on the new house. We're basically yeah. just rolling that, all that money over into the new house. But then the price difference and the renovations and all that ended up being... More than well, I guess you can't talk to Buddha anymore. I could, but he, you know, he charges too much. <laughs> no, I mean not like not like hard money lending. Oh, like, you mean like yeah, get from Wells that bank, whatever that Wells, Wells Fargo. Weck, yeah, Wells. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to go through them. I don't like that bank. Can I say that on a podcast? Uh, Are you allowed to say I hate that fucking corporation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have any sponsors. That's like it's good. it's different from the radio. Like, <laughs> like if we were on the radio, and like you said, Bank of America sucks, and Bank of America was advertising on the show, then yeah. I would be fucked. You know, but this podcaster, if you hate Wells Fargo, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, they've just always been difficult. I I do have a, a business line of credit with them. This is weird. I had my line of credit card hacked, stolen, or whatever, like a couple weeks ago. Someone actually used my Wells Fargo card business line of credit to go to Wingstop. To go to Wingstop? <laughs> yeah, there was a $75 charge at Wingstop. Well, you know how that works, right? No. Like, if somebody like hacks your card or steals your card info... They make a small purchase first mm-hmm. to see if you notice, ah. and they wait a couple weeks. And if you if you don't get it canceled, then they'll make a big purchase. I got you. Well, but I will say, I got a phone call from Wells Fargo, and they called me and said, "Hey, did you make this?" I was like, "No, I didn't." So, so you weren't on the you weren't on the hook for that then. I'm not. No, they actually canceled the account. Yep, gave me a new account number, new card, everything. So. There you go. So, hey, Wells Fargo, not so bad. Maybe I should consider them. You know, I, well, I mean, that's the thing with banks. Like, a mortgage is a mortgage is a mortgage. You know, yeah. it it's a commodity. Like, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter where you get it from. Yeah, that's true. You know, I just want a, I just want a good rate, I guess. Yeah. I like knowing the guy I'm dealing with, too. Like, hey, you know, like, hey, Brian, I need a mortgage. What, what can you do? I always just, I don't know, it's just easier. I feel like they put me through less hassle. But, yeah. I just had a lot of clients in real estate throughout the years that had 
they had to deal with Wells Fargo or they just refused to deal with them. They were just, they were always the worst to get the paperwork done because they're so big. You know what yeah, I mean? there's a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah, a lot of bureaucracy. I mean, so on on my current house, you know, this mortgage is paid off, but that the mortgage I got for the our current house was from Wells Fargo. I thought you went through South State. That's for the new house. Oh, but the current house. Cur- That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You used, but did you use boot on that one? The big. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. And it was it like, look, it was a lot of paperwork, and it was a pain in the ass, but it was it was fine. Yeah. It probably helped knowing Buddha too. Yeah. Because he he would cut through a lot of that stuff and and help you out. So. But yeah. So real estate. Yeah. I mean, it's still. It has slowed down. Like transactions have slowed down. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, the prices may not have come down, but you're not getting like. I mean, I said it for a while. I'm like, I would just, I wouldn't mind just having a normal market for a while, where a house just where you're not getting ten offers in the first week. Yeah. And dude, so we're in the process of listing our current house. Yeah. No, it's it's not going on the MLS yet, but you know we're dealing with Sotheby's, right? Yeah. And in in our neighborhood in North Litchfield, there are no houses for sale, none, in the neighborhood. That's that bodes well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, as soon as you put yours up, there'll be six. <laughs> there's be six the next week. <laughs> like they want a million two for that. No, what do you want for that? Two, one point eight. What are you gonna ask? Can you uh, say? Yeah, I can say 1.8. Yeah. Yeah, 1.8. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be, you know, that was the, there'll be a lot of people watching, definitely, to see in, in that neighborhood. They like to see that. Hey, you want to hear my theory about the number seven? Sure. Have I ever told you about this? No. Okay. When you're negotiating to buy or sell a house, you always want to use the number seven. Right, does so, seven sound like a good number? Sound like yeah, a good offer? Yeah, it no, sounds like, strong. It's if there's like some psychological stuff that goes on there. Yeah. So when I bought the land for the new house, it was listed at four eighty, and I bid four thirty seven. Ah. And they came all the way down to four fifty three. Right now, think about this: if I had bid four forty. They just would have come down to 460 and we would have met in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But by, but the extra $3,000 by going 437, they came down all the way to 453. I wonder if they have a theory about the number three. <laughs> Always use seven. So even even our house, which is going to be 1.8, it's not going to be 1.8. It's going to be 1.797. 1.7. Always use sevens. But not one point seven. We well, you no, know, but that that works. Yeah, but one point eight seven. One point. Yeah, yeah. got to use the number seven. We could do this all day. You can put a seven <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> That's cool. I never heard that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm the realtor in the room, but I bet you probably know more about real estate than I do. <laughs> uh, well. I mean, look, you probably I probably read a lot more about real estate than I do. I I, I think I know more about. Um, real estate finance. Let's yeah, put it that way. Probably like mortgages and banking and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you've had more boots on the ground experience selling houses. Yeah. So, 
I mean, let me put it this way. I could be a real estate agent, but I don't know shit about construction or renovations or how much any of that costs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, let me put it this way. I, it, when I was, well, 2012, we were, remember we were looking for a house in Charleston? Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah. we went to we went to Sotheby's in Charleston, and we got this woman. I can't remember her name. Um, oh, god damn! How did I forget? But she, I mean, she was like this high maintenance, super rich lady, and like she, she, I mean, she's she's a relationship manager. She doesn't know anything about like how a house is built or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Like I could be like one of those real estate agents, you know what I mean? But in right. terms of doing like flips and stuff like that. Speaking of which, I have a story for you. Okay, so a subscriber to my newsletter. Who you did you ever go to Atlanta with me? No. All right, so you haven't met this guy. I've never been to Atlanta. Well, I've been well, it's real little. Anyways, go ahead. So this guy was uh, he was an FX sales guy at SunTrust, and he got laid off. Okay. So he while he was working at SunTrust, he was doing fix and flips on the side, just kind of like you know for fun. And he was making some money. Like he, I'm gonna guess he was making 400, 450 a year at SunTrust, and he was making an extra one or two hundred doing flips on the side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he lost his job, and he's like, "Well, screw it. I'm just gonna do flips full time." He says he is making more this quarter than he made in a year working at SunTrust. Hmm. That's interesting. Wow. Well, that's good for him. That's good to hear. Yeah. Does he does he do it by himself and he just hires no, everything out? Well, he does he does work he does he does do the work. Does uh, or does not? Does oh he does. But wow. but he he does have crews. He hires crews. Yeah. So he yeah. works with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm looking to figure out how I'm going to do this now. I mean, as you know, um, I don't have a partner anymore. Well, he's he moved to New York, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. You know, I'm gonna have to do it differently. That's for sure. You're gonna have to do what you never wanted to do. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Hire people. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have hired people. I finally got a good painter now. I I know a good painter now. That's reasonable. We used well, to, we hired people to do this house we bought. Painters are kind of a dime a dozen, right? Like, oh, I don't know. Not not always. No, not really. No, no I don't know. I have. A, I have a hard time finding them, but I don't really look very hard. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I always just, yeah. If I hear somebody I've, that says I've, they use I have the painter, asked you this on this show before. What is stopping you from doing what my friend in Atlanta is doing? Uh, doing like three flips at the same time, hiring a bunch of crews. I mean, if he he might. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if my math is correct, he could make like a million and a half this year. You gotta have a lot of capital. And access to credit, a lot of credit to do that. You have to build up. I mean, that's a lot of, you know, it's not like you're, you're flipping cars. I mean, these are two, $200,000 properties. You're, you know, that's a lot of money. Like, and then the back of my head is always thinking, you know, oh shit, what if the bomb drops out? I'm on the hook. I'm underwater. I'm upside down. It can all go to shit real quick. And that it, I just know too many people that that happened to. Who do you know? Well, just I've met a lot of people just 
since 2009, ever since so I they got, all got into real estate. They all got sconed in 2008, basically. A lot of realtors I knew used to be flippers. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're, they're, they just never got back in it, or they... You know, they became home inspectors. They became whatever related. You know, in the field, but people that used to flip houses. I mean, I think that's reasonable. I you mean, get, I mean, you, you file bankruptcy and it takes seven years. You know, it happens. Yeah. So, you want to hear my economic forecast? Sure. So, I think that in two thousand twenty-four, twenty-five, inflation is going to come back stronger than before. We're talking about like ten to fifteen percent inflation, yeah. And you're going to see interest rates go over ten percent, and I think that is going to tomahawk the market in 2024, 24, 25. Yeah. Why? What? What? What's the reasoning? Why? Uh, you know, it's this is kind of voodoo, but it's mostly psychological. Um, it's you know the Fed raise rates and they did get inflation to come down but they did not raise them enough to kill the inflationary psychology right inflation has come down but in people's minds they still believe there is inflation mm-hmm. right so all it takes is a spark whether it's a stimulus or something and it'll be off to the races again yeah you know yeah like a $20,000 drawdown on your student loan that'd be a big windfall I think that's something have, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That'd have a huge impact. Yeah. Most because most people that have those student loans most likely have decent paying jobs and and are and they're also looking to buy houses. Yeah, and they'll spend. Yeah. They'll spend. Yeah. If you take that much off the top. So I'm heap hoping. <laughs> we won't know for a while yet. It keeps getting held up in court. I you know I disagree with the forgiveness, but I don't think it's unconstitutional. Right, right. I think it's I think it's entirely constitutional. Biden is the chief executive. The Department of Education is in the executive branch. If he wants to forgive student loans, he can do that. Yeah, I I, I can understand being against it. I I I am, you know, I do think like it. It's clearly a way to buy votes. I mean, there's no doubt. A lot, about it. Uh, pretty much everything he does is a way to buy votes. Right. So it's like, and then I'm like, well, wait till you see what happens before the election. There's going to be free money all over the place. Yeah, there is. We need another pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting checks all the time. Like, what's this for? I don't know. Trump signed another stimulus package. You got checks all the time. We got a lot of checks. Yeah. Yeah, we got some money. So that was a good year. <laughs> you know, we made just under the you just, know, uh, yeah. just under the income threshold, you know, so because we had kids too. The kid having the kids help too. We were getting money for them too. So But what about, you know, if you're gonna give people with student loans twenty thousand dollars off, I mean you should, I mean if you're gonna do that, you should give anyone that's got any debt should get twenty thousand off their what? credit cards. I'm just saying if you do the student loans, oh. it's not fair to people that have you know, like so, why is one form of debt preferred over another? Is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Especially people have. I guess the reasoning is because I guess you can always file bankruptcy, but you can't get rid of. Your I mean, if you debt. want to fix this problem, just make it so you can discharge the loans of bankruptcy. Yeah, that well, would fix the problem. That used to be you used to be able to do that, but then what's gonna? I mean, I would just file bankruptcy as soon as I graduate. 
Well, because what you know, you're, you you got no. There, there were there, were, and that's probably what was happening. Yeah, I mean that's you know Biden was behind that. I know, I know, keeping that, that from keeping you from being able to discharge it in bankruptcy. So it's which is it's ironic that that he's doing this now. It's almost like he's feels guilty about it or something. But maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I have a theory about it though. Have you heard my theory? Uh, sounds like I'm going to hear it. You're going to hear it. Yeah. Right. I think he he they've known all along that this was not going to go through. That they it was a campaign issue. They prompt you know. I think they're making it look like they're trying really hard, but they've never wanted this to happen. There's a lot. There's a lot of things in politics like that. That's also true of drug legalization. Yeah. Well, like, they they said a, they were going to do wedge, Medicare for all. And, it's a wedge issue. They can yeah. exploit it for decades. Yeah. And abortion, really, you could. They've said that about abortion. It's like they've raised so much money on abortion that they don't want it to go away, you know, and they don't want. So Nobody just, really wants to solve any problems. Not really. No. Just, just make more money. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what they want to do. So, uh, what else do I got on the list here? Um, How about that coach's speech? What coach's speech? You should play that. That football coach. Oh, Kirby. <laughs> What's his first name? Fuck their shit up. <laughs> What's his first name? Kirby, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. God. That I played that three, four times that day. It got me it was I was so pumped up. See, you and I have complete opposite reactions to that. <laughs> I listened to that. It and just I'm brought like, me back. That guy is a moron. <laughs> it's a complete moron. How can somebody that dumb make that much money? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he gets results, <laughs> right? And the results also, speaks for themselves. How old is he? Like fifty, right? Like say he's like fifty, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like you're a fifty-year-old man behaving like this. Oh yes, of course. That's a lot of emotional misfits in this game. I mean, it's 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 what keeps, what keeps you in it. I mean, I, so just people might be confused at this point. So just for background, what we're talking about is University of Georgia's football coach, Kirby Smart. The The tape of his pregame speech was leaked on the internet. Yeah. And it is like, fuck, 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 chit, 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 chit. Just like constant swearing. He's like screaming his head off. And he's he just sounds like, sounds like a redneck is what he sounds like, you know. Yeah. Well, he's. The southern accent. Yeah, along with the southern accent. Along with, it's, yeah. it's insane. It's yeah, insane. It's, yeah. Now that I've lived here long enough, I, I, it dry, it bothers me, but I used to think that was funny. There is a bit where, like, if you just add, if anyone with a southern, as soon as you hear someone with a southern accent, your first thought's always like, that guy must be a dipshit. Yeah, it's funny about that. Something if you hear somebody, if you accent. hear somebody with a British accent, you automatically think they're smart. I know that's there is something to that. Yeah, and it's, I hate I hate British TV shows. <laughs> Every time you turn on public TV, it's always some stupid British show with a British accent. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's been I can't remember the last time I watched PBS. What about Monty Python? It's okay. I used to I used to love Monty Python. Yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. funny. I showed my son the the bit with the the dead parrot. You know, you know, he bought the dead parrot from the pet store. What what other accents are there? Um, uh, I love the 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 Minnesota Wisconsin. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey there, old yeah. Yeah, hey over there. 
<laughs> hey, Holzer. I grew up with a bunch of those. You know, my cousins and all them are from Wisconsin. They talk like that. That's why I love Fargo. Have you ever watched Fargo? I have watched Fargo. I love, they, they get the accent. They nail it in that show. It's funny. Yeah. And then there's Canadian accents. Yeah. It's kind of like that. That strange brew. A boot. A boot. Yeah. Hey, Holzer. That was from, uh, that was Strange Brew. Rick Murray. I know a Canadian guy. I was talking to him on the phone one time. He lives in Vancouver. And he pronounced his pasta, pasta. Pasta. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, anyways, what else is on your list there? What's on my fucking list? (laughs) Uh, If you could live one place in the world and there were no financial constraints. Where would you live? Sweden. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you've been there. You spent a couple weeks there, right? Yeah. There's nothing better than Sweden in July. Like Stockholm in July. It's just like, it's fucking 70 degrees. There's no humidity. You can, you know, and it's daylight till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. It's all, it doesn't get any better. Like, I literally can't wait. Like, when we retire, if I retire, I want to, I want to, like, do a, like a camper or something and just travel around that country and sleep in a van. Saw a lot of people do it. So that, I've, I've been to Stockholm. Mm-hmm. I was only there for a day. I was there for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I was there in January. Um, but it was a warm day for January. It was it was like 20 degrees. So it wasn't, it wasn't too cold. Um, everything they say about Swedish people being good looking is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah it's absolutely true and it's not just the women it's the men it's everybody yeah like everybody's really good looking and the women don't really wear makeup like they generally don't yeah and they're still stunning you know yeah you don't see like i i felt ashamed of my baba yeah <laughs> like we are a country of ugly motherfuckers <laughs> there's like... so many ugly people here <laughs> how do we get so ugly I don't know. I blame the food. You can't get food like we get here over there. Like I'm not just talking about obesity. Yeah. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's the food. I th- I literally think it's uh, they could take care of they they have no stress. Their stress levels are so low. Like because they don't have to worry about paying for college. They don't have to worry about medical bills ruining their you know filing bankruptcy. They just have less stress. They all have jobs. If you want a job, you got a job. Everyone has a job. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no, they don't have, there's no, there's no poverty over there. Like, that was one thing about, was so nice. It was just nice. Like, there was no. No homeless people on the streets. Well, there was, this was a thing. that they. You were there when the Syrians were the coming The Syrians in. were coming in, and they're, and it's a big issue there. They don't, they're, like, because they. They're, they're trying really hard to be, like, the most tolerant and the most liberal country in the world, but they are struggling with these refugees. You they don't know heard, what you to think. You haven't heard anything about that in a while. Like, I haven't heard anything about that in, like, three or four years. That's a good point. I wonder what is, like, if they're still doing it at that rate. I don't know. But they were on, but they, they, they were, like, they were, like, like, my cousins would, like, they would, like, scratch their head and be, like, you could tell they were just uneasy about it. Like I don't know, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, we want to be welcoming, but we don't like people on the corner begging for money because we've never had that. Yeah. So. And it's also you want to be welcoming, but you can't take everybody. 
Right. Well, they say it's because their population was going down is what was what I was reading. They said the Swedes just aren't fucking enough. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how babies are made? (laughs) Yes, that's what they say. I've never made one like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I lost my train of thought. Swedish. Yeah. Swedish fish. Swedish. Oh, I love Swedish fish. I love that. But you, you can't get that there. Can't get Swedish fish in I didn't Sweden. see any Swedish fish there. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't sell that shit. <laughs> A lot of black licorice. and My wife loves Swedish fish. I do, too. Yeah. Lowe's sells Swedish fish. Lowe's? Like, Lowe's has... That was, by the registers, they got like a candy aisle about the size of your desk. Like, and that's uh-huh. it. Just, just, they always have Swedish fish. It takes every ounce of strength not to buy a bag of that shit. Because I'll eat the whole bag before I leave the park, parking well, lot. If, if I had unlimited resources, the one place I would live is Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just there. Dude, I... Well... Did did you end up going to South Beach? Did you go to South we Beach? We did, at all? yeah, did yeah, you? we did. Okay. But it was at night, and it was, but it was when I think there's a lot of homeless there. That's uh, some, not it's not too when bad. we were there. It's it's not as bad as New York. It's not as bad as San Francisco. Yeah, I have I have been to San Francisco. Um, no, if if let's say, let's say I get a check in the mail for twenty million bucks, you probably will. Well, okay, but I would take five million and I would buy a condo south of Fifth. So Miami Beach is like this big peninsula, right? Mm-hmm. So Fifth Street kind of cuts it in half, and the stuff below Fifth Street down to the water is like that's like the really nice neighborhood. They call it South of Fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really like, I mean, it, it's 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 kind of like East Ninety Six in Manhattan. Like, on the south end, it's nice, and on the north end, there's all the riffraff. So, it's, like, once you go below Fifth Street, there's, like, no riffraff. Mm-hmm. And you have these big high-rise condo buildings that are super expensive, and you have these incredible views, and you got Joe's Stone Crab there, you got Prime 112, you got all these restaurants, and there's all the clubs. Like, that's why, that's why I love Miami. I'm going to Miami in two weeks just so I can go to a club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, we were only there two days, so I can't judge a, a, a city by that. So see, it, Miami. Here's why I love Miami. It's flashy. Right? Oh, absolutely! It's flashy. Yeah, big hair, big jewelry, fake boobs. Like everything is fake. Like fancy cars. Like that. That's that's it's it's materialism. Yeah. Like really what it is, it's materialism and that's yeah. what I like. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, Yeah, I saw a lot of that. I went to a Miami Heat game and like just this it was cold even. But yeah, they the girls wear less clothing like it seems like everywhere. Like you see the tops of their butts and their you know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I should stop. <laughs> 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 it's awesome. So that's where, if I had unlimited resources, that's where I would live. And if I fell ass backwards in the money, I'm buying a place down there for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, 
I would just. Uh... I, so so I don't know if I don't know if I ever told you this. You probably know, but I went down to Miami in like 2008, 2014 to look for a place. I remember that. Really, yeah. just like a crash pad, and mm-hmm. you hooked me up with that guy Brian Halda. Do you remember that name? Yeah, I remember the yeah. The realtor down there. Yeah. So he was a super interesting guy. He took he took me around, showed me some places, and I couldn't get over the hump. Um, but really, what I wanted was just like a crash pad down there. Spend like three hundred grand, four hundred grand, and just fly down there for a weekend, stay there. And I'm like, this is dumb because I'm going to be spending money on property taxes and HOA fees or whatever. It's just, yeah, just cheaper yeah. for me to get a hotel, right? You know. Yeah. 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 You would never. You would. Ha- you would never justify the cost yeah you would never get your money back so that's a good thing you did the nice thing about hotels you can go to different ones and you don't have to stay in the same place all the time yeah 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 miami we like i said we we just didn't really do enough so tell me about your cruise oh the cruise was awesome i loved it first time ever for all of us me my wife our kids we took our kids so you brought your kids. Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of kids on a cruise? There were. Yeah, there were more than I... That would suck. <laughs> suck. No, it's, it was good if you have kids. It's good if you have... That's the whole thing. It's like a bunch of kids. Yeah, if you don't have kids. You, don't they have cruises where kids aren't allowed? Uh, I think they do. Yeah. yeah. He's got to take the go, go on those. But, um, but yeah, they, they play together. So you know I hate kids. <laughs> yeah. I hate kids. Yeah, and I tell people this, and people say, "Oh, my kids are great. You love my kids," and I'm like, "No, yeah. I hate all kids." Yeah, like it's like saying I hate spiders, and you're like, "Well, I have a spider. You'll like my spider." I'm like, "No, fucking, I hate spiders." Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's okay to hate spiders, but yeah, you're gonna get a lot of dirty looks if you tell people you hate kids. <laughs> 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 you remember you tried to talk me out of having kids uh you know <laughs> like what are you doing your your life is great why would you want to ruin it <laughs> i don't remember that but it sounds exactly like something i would say oh yeah, yeah yeah it's funny it's funny i'm like well so now i mean i love having kids though i really do i don't you know i listened uh i heard a comedian was talking about he had kids and he was talking about how it's like you know I don't understand. I said, people say like, oh, your life is over. You can't do this. You can't do that. He's like, I do more shit now that I've got kids than I ever did. Like, I just, I do more things. I, I learned how to fly a helicopter. I'm taking drum lessons. I mean, I'm doing, and I get that because it's like, you don't want your kids to think you're a big, boring lump of shit. All right. You know so what I mean? we were just in Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. We stayed at the Condado <laughs> Vanderbilt, which is not the nicest hotel in San Juan. It's like right. the second or third nicest. The bar is the coolest bar I've ever been in. It's right out of right out of a James Bond movie. Like you can picture people in tuxedos in this bar. It's like the classiest, coolest bar ever. So my wife and I are sitting there, we're having a drink and she like we turn around and there's like four little kids screaming and like tackling each other in the middle of this classy bar. Yeah. Well, that's bullshit. That's 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 bad parents. Those are assholes. They're assholes. 
They are. Unless there's like some other circumstance, you know, like the, there's a reason they're there. That, who knows why? But yeah, that's that's bad. I I don't I don't take my kids places where they're kids where it's not appropriate to take kids. You know, it's like. So let me ask you a question. Would you take your kids to King Kong Sushi? Not now. <laughs> Maybe uh, if, or I would take one of them, one at a time. Like taking them both there now, not not a good idea. But one is fine, you know. But yeah, you don't want to take kids where. You See, know. King Kong. The reason I bring up King Kong Sushi is it's not like fine dining. It's not. But it's also not like Olive Garden. Like it's a. It's kind of in the middle. It's kind of like a right. re- reasonably classy place. Right. And for whatever reason, people love to bring kids there and they freak out and they're drumming on the chopsticks and they're smashing sushi into the table and there's like snot and barf everywhere and they make a big fucking mess on the table yeah. and then they leave like a $4 tip. No, that's that's to me, that's bad. That's bad parenting. Those parents <laughs> suck. They really do. I, I know parents like that. They just think... They think their kids can just act however they want in public. And I'm totally against that. I hate that. It pisses me off. It does piss me off. Like, I'm just like, you you have no right to let your kid annoy the shit out of everybody. Like, they don't, they're like everybody else. They should be, you know, they should follow rules. They should be behaving a certain way. And you need to, you need to make them behave in that way. I mean, my parents wouldn't take me out to eat when I was a kid. Because I was an ass, I was I would run off and run around the restaurant, and so they just quit taking me. So, <laughs> you know, so and when we go places like when we when we would take when we had just Austin, like if we took them somewhere and they wanted to jump up and down and they 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 had a lot of energy to burn. He's got a lot of energy to burn. You, know, you sit somewhere away from everybody else. You know, you go like like we would go to Panera a lot because it was a big open place and you could go somewhere you could go sit off away and people have a choice where they sit you're not being sat by a hostess and so you can't so you can you know so yeah i'm i'm conscious of that i don't like my kids being acting like assholes public (laughs) (laughs) and you probably the reason i mean hearing someone like you say how much it it bothers you that to, to to that because I know that because if it bothers you, I'm sure it bothers lots of people. You know, I got to tell you, little babies don't really bother me like infants. Like if somebody brings a six month old baby into a restaurant and starts to cry, I'm like, yeah, you can't do unavoidable, about that. like unavoidable, yeah, like I, yeah. whatever. Right. But if you have a four year old that's having a meltdown and throwing yeah. a temper tantrum, like that's I a pull, I story. take them out, I leave, yeah. I take them outside. I say, you know, you know, and I did, I did that with Austin several times. You know, in places I would, if he was, I would take him outside. I would look at him. I just, we are not going back in there <laughs> until you be quiet. You know, it's, I'm not, I don't get mean or loud, but I, I just get stern. All right, let's finish up with some baseball. My prediction is the Yankees will make it to the ALCS and lose to the Astros again. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. But. I don't know the shift. There's no shift this no, year. I'm happy about that. That will help the Yankees a lot. It will, especially with Rizzo. Rizzo's going to hit like 280. Yeah, and and Judge and was Judge a lefty? Uh, Judge is a lefty, but he's he's not a pole hitter. Okay, he hits it everywhere. Who about the other guy that never got 
the guy, the guy the RBIs, Joey Votto? Joey Gallo. Gallo. I always get those two mixed up. Uh, I don't know where he is. He went to the Dodgers for the end of last season. I don't know oh, where yeah. he landed. Um, but, yeah, his, his value just went up. I mean, here's my thing on the shift. I don't like all the rule changes in baseball. I don't like the bigger bases. I don't like all this bullshit. But I do believe that the people who designed the game – Never intended there to be four outfielders, like <laughs> a rover, like a yeah, a rover. It's not softball or yeah. like seven people on one side of the field. Like mm. it's just ludicrous, you know. So it's it really, mm. dude. The average, the average, average, the average batting average is like two thirty two now. Yeah, you know. So I hear this stuff like, well, people should just learn how to, you know, hit the ball the other way. I'm like, it's not that easy. Or or learn how to bunt. Yeah, I mean, and nobody like, knows how to bunt anymore. Yeah, no one knows how to bunt. Like, all you had to do was bunt. And Rizzo did it a couple of times, I will say. But I saw Barry Bonds do it one time. Just bunt down the third base line. And, but, you know, people don't want you on first. They want you hitting that motherfucker out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy about the shift. And they have to be on the dirt. Oh yeah, you have to be on the dirt. Hmm. So which team is gonna make the dirt bigger? Yeah, <laughs> that's but that's gonna help out Judge. I mean, he hits the ball 115 miles an hour. Yeah. Like if you're not on the grass, you can't react to it. You know who else I'm thinking about? It's gonna be really helped by this is Schwarber. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Schwarber's. I there's one guy I wish the Cubs would have kept. Was him? I like. I just. Well, they should have kept him. He had, well, how many him. home runs did he have? 46, 47 yeah, last year? Monster year. And he hit a lot of home runs in the postseason. Like he hit five or six in I the saw World he Series. hit a he hit a leadoff home run against the Phillies that went like 500 feet. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy is incredible. I just He just has that effortless. He's such a strong, big, strong guy, too. Like, he played middle linebacker. And he... You know, he played, uh, he got offered to play college football. Yeah. No linebacker. He was, well, anyways. All right. Well, that about does it for us for today. All right. I hope you, I hope you suck. <laughs> Thanks for another terrible podcast, <laughs> Dave. You're welcome. All Any right. Anytime. I'm Jared Dillian. You've been listening to the Be Smart Podcast. See you next time.